Welcome to Legends of Greyskull, the podcast that dives deep into the mythology of Masters of the Universe, with your hosts, Matthew Dooch and Sean Scavana. News, reviews, remasterings, and more are just ahead on Legends of Greyskull. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Legends of Greyskull, the fan podcast where we discuss the history, the mystery, the magic, and mythology of He-Man, She-Ra, Eternia, Theria, Nora, Primus, New Adventures, Old Adventures, Ladybird, UK Annuals, Comics, Mini-Comics, Anything and everything you can think of with that He-Man, She-Ra, Masters of the Universe, Princess of Power, that Netflix logo down in the corner? I'm Matthew Dooch, here again with Sean Scavarna. Sean, how are we doing today? I'm pretty good. How are you, Matt? We got a change of locale for Matt this episode. We, we are all <laughs> over the place. We are... Yeah. Almost off-world, even. But not quite. <laughs> We're still talking He-Man, She-Ra, everything around there. But yes, I'm on the road, Sean's at home, and we have with us our wonderful guest host, all the way from Legends of Grayskull, off-world, uh, just shelve it on YouTube and Instagram, Painter extraordinaire, cabal sensation, uh, soon to be Legion shop sensation. That's a lot of mm-hmm. essence. Uh, Jesse Arnold, ladies and gentlemen, is down below us. How are we doing tonight, Jesse? Hi, hello. I'm, I'm doing fine, and apparently the, <laughs> the, the dogs I'm house sitting this week, um, I guess, haven't heard me speak out loud in a while, and they're freaking out. Which is funny because we just did like a whole. 27 minute like get yeah. set up <laughs> bullshit in chat and the dogs were fine but they're like oh he said record now okay we gotta get in there <laughs> it's like someone like the Chappelle probably closed show. the door out on the street <laughs> oh good times this is what this is what happens this is real man this is real life yeah. we don't edit much um, <laughs> but we're here <laughs> Legends of Grey Skull, where people come to get real. <laughs> Absolutely. Hashtag, Hashtag best life. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm on the road. Jesse's house sitting, and uh, Sean is stuck at home with all his wonderful toys. Still playing. I'm still paying the uh, the mortgage on Grey Skull. So yeah, I got to stick close to home. But I have some oh, toys. I was- Look at that. Just going to ask, where does he get those wonderful toys? <laughs> well, for episode 89, it's only, you know, it's valid. It's valid. Oh, there's nothing like ripping that tape off a BBTS box. And I lost my advertisement. It's over there now. Uh, just a little something that came uh, before I left, and I decided to throw it in here. I think it's me. Whenever I talk, <laughs> it's when the dogs go wild. <laughs> Puppies. I'm going to mute myself for a who? second here. <laughs> All right, well, when, when you're ready to unmute, I need to know these dogs' names. 
so that we can have a heart to heart. Alright? I'm not as scary as I sound. Maybe that's the difference because I've gone into my podcast voice now instead yeah, of my normal you're... voice. So maybe that's scaring uh Mutt and Charlie. <laughs> you got you got the ringmaster thing going on right now. Yep. yep. Well yep. the thing is I've got an earbud in. They can't hear you. I don't know, uh, man. I got dogs. I got, my wife is usually at least a floor away whenever we podcast, but she swears she hears every word that I say. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I, I might just have one of those voices. Uh, I mean, the one that's barking a lot, this isn't his normal house. It's the my friend's parent's dog. So if either one of them barks, it sets the other one off. So. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so Big Bad Toy Store mail call, uh, nothing too special, but, you know, I figured I was going to be away for a while, we're going to record, let's bring it with me. So first up, I did get my Lord Dragul that had been sitting in the pile of loot for a while, um, so I'll rip him up and play with him a little bit. Uh, probably definitely going to be going the alternate head on him, um... Although I do like that helmet with the dragon topper. I may have to play around with that on something else. But I don't Mm -hmm. think I want it for him. Um, And then I got the... And I haven't bought any of these yet, but I had to support my boy. I got the Funko Soda, (laughs) the Snout Spout. Um, Yeah. This is the, the... It's a soda can, for those who don't know. And it's got like a little figure inside... Um, mm-hmm. limited to 8,000 pieces, and there is a chase version. I don't remember what the chase version, what the 2000X. It's probably metallic. Yeah, it's usually like a, uh, a glitter or a flocking, I think, but I just, on Snout Spot, I couldn't remember what it was. So I did buy two in the hopes of, uh, grabbing a uh, chase and a regular, and then I can be done. So let's pop one of them open and see what I got. And I know if nothing else, it comes with like a little like pog or something that says it's the chase. So if it is the chase, I'll know it. Even though I don't remember what the difference is, they um they come they both yeah they both come with the little pog thing. Yeah, yeah, and I want yeah yeah, and one of them will say chase on it. I've seen with the other yeah. I have a couple of those. It is. Oh, so is it bubble wrap? Yeah, so it's bubble wrapped. It's in a black bag. That's pretty nice. That's actually a hefty little figure here. Um, and here he is. This guy does look a bit shiny. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's. I found the chase. Look at that. <laughs> Bizarre. So yeah, apparently that was sh- easy. Shiny, and it, this pog does have like little sparkles around him. So look at that. Not got an Instagram filter on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's well, price. Well, assuming I got a regular, because the chase is not like a one or anything. I know that. But yeah, it's a nice little representation. They're bigger than I thought they were. Um, he's got the backpack. He's got his X. And he's got that little pincer that the 2000X came with. Um, Mm -hmm. They are stationary figures. No, Steven, you cannot move any of the arms or anything. (laughs) 
as he found out. Yeah. So let's let's see about this other one. And if I got a regular version, wait, wouldn't that be something to get like two chases and then have to go like hunt down the regular version? <laughs> what are the odds? I will be amused because it's the odds of the first one working out the way that you hoped is pretty nuts to begin with. Nope, he is definitely a a there you go a flat. Um, yeah, Look see, you that. can really see the difference in the shine with the yeah. two filter, next no two filter, two. right? Exactly, yeah. that's all it is. <laughs> yep. Oh, I'm sorry, there is a little difference. The regular does not have the 2000x uh, pincer, so there is yeah. a and there is a scope. The colors are different too. Well, yeah, it, this the, it's all shiny. On the, oh, because uh, it's darker, darker on his uh, gloves. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's because. Yeah, and the backpacks look a little different shade too. I think that's because yeah. of the shininess. Pro- I, mean, I mean, as far as as far as sculpts, like yeah. uh, that's he's missing the jaws of life. Yeah, so that's pre- that's pretty neat. That uh, yep, and no sparkles on his pog. So. They, so there is a little something. I thought it was literally just like a shiny, <laughs> not shiny type thing. So there is a little bit of a difference there. So that's pretty that's cool. That's fun. Um, I'm always going to call Snout's about sparkles now. Sparkles. Because <laughs> it's a little sparkles. So yeah, so the metallic Snout Spout is 1 out of 1,300, and the regular is 1 out of 6,700. So roughly two-thirds to a third. So that's pretty good. Bought two... Got my chase in my <laughs> regular, um, and I'm happy. Drop the mic, spouts. go home. Yep, I'm out. There you go. I don't need You're any out. more of these. <laughs> what about you guys? You guys have anything? I know Jesse, you're you're out of place, but uh, yeah, you guys pick up anything new, interesting, anything cool? Um, I got an order in at uh, Wolf King today. Oh yeah, they got their sale going on. Wolf King Customs, check them out. Maybe I'll mm-hmm. drop a link down below. Help them out. And I believe the sale runs for a week. Yeah. And it's all pre-order, so it's it's going to take a couple weeks for them to print everything and get everything out. It's it's by order. There's a couple items that were like in stock, ready to ship, um, but painted pieces. Then they were I limited. Are limited. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you got a lot of Jeremy Gerard's. Animal Critter stuff that's back in there. Um, Steve Rashadi and Emma Wickman have a bunch of new stuff in there. Um, Lens got some new stuff in there. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff. Absolutely. If you're into the Mythic Legions compatible stuff, you should absolutely be checking out Wolf King Customs. Mm-hmm. Sean, how about you? Pick up anything new, interesting? I've had to be good lately, and that's just the way of life right now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I will admit, uh, going under the Wolfkin Customs thing real quick, the uh, Gladiator or, or the um, the Spartan helmet that Emil and uh, and Steve did is definitely. I, I keep eyeing that one up, and it's that one's sexy. I, I think I'm gonna have to find a way to make that happen for me before the sale is over because that's just cool. And then I'll be bugging Jesse. Hey, can you paint it for me? <laughs> so, I know that feeling. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> stay tuned. Yeah, like the fact <laughs> I got I got two Vitus. I figure I might as well make one of them look a little different. You know, mm-hmm. why not? Mm-hmm. So, perfect timing. Absolutely. 
absolutely. <clears throat> that fixes the scare rabbit. I've actually been good too. Uh, all those have been sitting in my pile for a while, and and Lord Dragul uh, expired. I had to ship him, so I might as well ship the the snouts mm-hmm. at the same time. So I'm trying to be good. We got we got a lot of stuff going on. So, but man, there is yep. so much stuff coming out right now. Um, yeah, real quick, I didn't pull pictures or anything, but you guys have seen them. Uh, New Eternia Beast Man is hitting Target shelves. Oh, if I see one of those, that's a sexy <laughs> figure right there. I don't know. I've, I've been trying to kind of hold off and space them out, but that is a neat figure. Um, I know we've seen in-package shots of the, the newest Masterverse wave, the She-Ra, the Hordak, Catra, mm-hmm. and then the uh, the uh, CGI, the He-Man yep. and Skeletor. Um, is, there, is there anything for you? For me... CGI He-Man Skeletor or that new Eternia He-Man and Skeletor. Like if I see those at you know at store at stores retail, I gotta grab those. Is there anything for you guys right now? It doesn't have to be at the Masters necessarily, Jesse. I know you're not as deep as the rest of us, but uh, that like is like a if I see that at retail, I must grab that. Uh, for the Masterverse stuff, I'm sticking. Uh pretty much just to the the revelation line gotcha um so i'm still looking for the like the classic tila oh yeah with the sex from that wave the sexy Um, hair tila yeah (laughs) but uh that's that's the only i think the only one i'm missing from that line you know besides the exclusive scare glow or whatever but yeah um other figure wise i mean I've been dropping off of so many because I most of the ones they're not complete, but they're complete enough for me, except right. for a couple things here and there. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, for me, it's, it's a good time to be into a different line that's going to be <laughs> absorbing a lot other money and to be stepping <laughs> away from these other ones. No, I got gotcha. you. I'm, I'm mainly mythics and masters now. Like that's. Uh... Yeah, I can't think of anything else that really, really, pull, really pulls me to where I, I've got to get it. Sean, that sounds like a good name for a podcast. Mythics, Mythics and, and Masters. Masters. Oh my god, this is not That's good. Um, <laughs> for for me, it's it's always going to be. I, I really love those CGI figures. And and the funny thing is, I showed the photos of the in package photos that have been making the rounds in the last week or so to my son and the first words out of his mouth are do i get to play with them and i'm like no those are mine i bought you the other one he's like are you sure and i'm like so that's gonna be interesting when i get them in the house i think he's gonna snag them before i get a chance absolutely and that did you see how big those things are in the package yeah, like they, they take up a lot of that package they fill that window for all those guys that are like oh man i I remember when He-Man in the 80s, you know, he was the biggest figure in the aisle, and, and he was. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, you know. Yeah. But, man, those, and that's what I keep saying with that CGI show. I'm like, it just, it feels like Masters to me. It's not mm-hmm. a carbon copy at all. Not 
even close. No. But the, no. the feel is there. When you look at those guys in the same size package as the Revelation stuff, and I love the Revelation stuff. I love the New Eternia stuff. But, like, man, mm-hmm. it's like those guys fill out the package. Those are going to look amazing on the shelf. Agreed. Yeah, I just the articulation alone and the fact that it looks like they walked right off the TV screen. I mean, yeah. when we were kids, we had Here's How Mattel envisioned it, Here's How Filmation did it. Yeah. And even as a kid, I always had that, like, I wouldn't have minded if they did a Filmation line when when I was younger to go, yeah. okay, this is the TV version, but there's also the original version, and just have it be a little like how Classics did it. Mm-hmm. But... um but no, like I, I absolutely love those figures. I love that show. So, and, and honestly, um, like again, it's the I have to be good situation no matter what. But there is that if I saw the new Eternia ones, those actually have grabbed my attention more than the Revelation figures because it, it is kind of nice that they're going off the the you know off the trail a little bit. They're right. doing a little something different this time around. Um, so it, like if I found those, yeah, He-Man, Skeletor, and Beastman would definitely be on the list. Because yeah. I, I like the Beastman, I got the fur this time right. around, and well, it's beefier. It's a whole new scope, they said, with the in-hand yeah. guys. They said it's not just the Revelation Beastman with armor, it's, mm-hmm. he is a whole new Beastman. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. fun. It's, it's doing what Classics did. It's taking these characters and giving them something a little new, a little different, you know. Yeah. Whereas Classics was just the added detail to get them to the figure we felt we were playing with. These guys are like, well, let's see what new we can put in here while retaining kind of the core. Whereas Revelation is great, but essentially that's just kind of an upgrade of our classic, you know, He-Man, Skeletor. Um, But yeah, Eternia is just kind of fun and new and exciting, so... Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Except for Jitsu, unfortunately, we we already talked about him. He's like the least excitable. But they one did for they me, did new stuff with him. I just they think did they, new stuff. I think they missed the mark on that one. And Zodak too, honestly, kind of. I feel Zodak is a little plain, as far, you know what I mean. Like they didn't. I they get, really I played it that. safe with what they, they added did. to him. They did, but the thing is. Just that figure, even in the the photos that we saw, that still ge- it had me geek out a bit better than seeing how the it, Jitsu just looked like random minion number 10. You yeah. know, like th- there was something about that that just didn't click as like this is an, an actual individual figure like Jitsu right. used to be. And Zodak still has a little bit of that going for him that I still appreciate the new way they did it. Agreed. And plus he's got a holster now. Well, hey, <laughs> after all this time, the poor guy's been holding that gun for 40 years. I hope he comes with space baby powder, though, because that thing is going to be chafing on that bear skin all day long. He is going to, to you got to prep, all right? If, if PowerCon was still a He-Man-centric <laughs> convention instead of an all-toy show, like they did the, uh, the Moss Man... Uh, no, that was, uh, or that was San Diego Comic Con. San Diego, but but still, it was like that was the Mattel yeah. thing. They brought that there, and that was their shtick for that year. Yeah. If Mattel was still I in this did, right? like that, it would have been funny to have. And here's the baby powder. The baby <laughs> powder. For Mattel cosmic baby powder. <laughs> call, call me Mattel. 
We'll make stuff happen. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's wake Jesse up here because I know he, he is. You know what? We have a good friend of the show, right? Currently, the most guest hosted host. Yeah, we'll go with that. In Legends of Grayskull history, Matthew Rodriguez is still running his Kickstarter for Modern Wonders Issue 2. Uh, check mm-hmm. that out in the link down below. Please support him if you're able. There is the catch-up bundle in there. So if you missed Issue 1, you can get right back there. You can get not only that, but I think it includes most, if not all, of the other books from the Ideas from Mars universe. Um, he's got some good stuff. So check it out. Mm-hmm. Really, really affordable independent comic. It's good stuff. Um, there is going to be a character that I helped create in an upcoming issue. So, And if you want to create your own character, that is a tier reward in this Kickstarter as well. So, um, Lots of fun. Good nice. guy. Check it out. And... For those guys that listened all the way through last episode and took the time to help share that, we are going to be giving away to one of the lucky gentlemen a copy of the Power in the Honor Foundation book. So, which... Jesse, do you know about this book? I do not. Okay, this is... The Power in the Honor Foundation, that is a not-for-profit started by Emiliano Santalucia and Joshua Van Pelt. Um, and that what they did is they set out to find all this concept art, early documents, unused concepts, prototype, um, just all this stuff from the histories of, history of masters, and they... Uh, put a lot of it into this book, which was supposed to be the first in a series. Unfortunately, Mattel kind of stepped in and put the kibosh on it. But we still have this one excellent volume that just has all sorts of information, unused artwork, prototypes, and everything. Uh, very rare. We're giving away a copy for free today. Um, you guys want to do that now? Sure. Why not? Sure. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to make them wait even longer. We'll get to this later. Oh. Hmm, we got douched. You have. <laughs> it's not duped, it's I douched. To, I have to uh I have to string Skelly Vader along for a little bit longer because he's already been bugging me on the messenger about who won <laughs> it. So Skelly, it's not time yet. But you're in the running. Just like, just like Skeletor and tell me to curses! Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we will get to that in a little bit. Check out Modern Wonders down below. Not me, the link to the thing. Yeah, below <laughs> it. So go to Jesse, and then go a little further, yep. and then click on that there. I think there's I think there's about it's at least a week left. Maybe ten days? I don't know. I could have looked it up, but no. <laughs> You're on vacation. <laughs> no, I am not on vacation. No, he's not. He's not. <laughs> he's wish. not. I'm just kidding. That's right. I'm, I'm, at, I'm actually at, uh, I'm in Connecticut right now for Shop the Curiosity, and I just bought 50 thistle thorns. Um, nice. That are on the other side of the bed there. And the next sound you'll hear, listeners, is Jesse somehow beaming himself what? through the Wi Fi 
to what? jump on to Matt for this. What are all these PMs I'm getting? <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have one Thistlethorn, and that's all the Thistlethorns I need. <laughs> I have no Thistlethorns currently, unfortunately. Um, I have no Thistlethorns. Hopefully they'll keep pulling out some deep cuts like that to upcoming conventions, so... Uh, so let's get into it. First off, before we jump into the news today, uh, this is Jesse's first time on Legends of Grayskull, and so for all of our first-timers, we kind of want to figure out who you are as a Masters fan, and, you know, where you started, how's it going, where you're at today, especially with you, because I know, you know... We, we've off-worlded a lot, but I know Masters isn't your first and foremost. So, kind of just give us the brief bullet points here. Like, when you first got into Masters, did you stray away from it, and what brought you back? So, I mean, I was prime target age for the toys and the cartoon in the 80s. I mean, I'm, I'm right there with Sean. Yep. I... I didn't know about the mini comics. I mean, I guess I got them in some of the figures, maybe, but like, right. I didn't want to read. I wanted to play with toys. Yeah. So, for <laughs> <laughs> um, that, Mattel. Uh. <laughs> um, so I, yeah. So between the cartoon and the figures, um, and I think I had some like sticker books or something that you could like. Oh yeah, they had like the story. You could put the stickers mm-hmm. in and the story and stuff. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that was a thing up through, I guess, the late 80s. He-Man was still, I mean, a part of my childhood. And then, you know, Turtles kind of took over. And then after Turtles comics. Um, so, but, uh, so real quick, but, so did you, did you, did you have a lot of the figures, a few figures? Like, was it? When you were in yeah. it, was it your primary focus, or was it just kind of like, oh, yeah, I had some of those? It, it wasn't my primary, I mean, because between that, um, it was probably the toys I had the most of mm-hmm. in that time period. Um, I had some Transformers, but they were a little more expensive. Right. Um, so I had a couple of those. Um, I mean, I was all over the place, so I had little bits of everything, but I definitely had a lot of Master stuff as a kid. I mean, I had Castle Grayskull. I had Stridor and uh, um, Night Stalker and the Birds, um, lots of stuff. I, yeah, I had yeah. a lot of it. And then my stepdad had me uh, sell it for my college fund, um, I think somewhere between 11 and 13-ish, maybe. Sure. Uh, and I had a red, one of those red wagons that had like the wood sides that you could like take out, filled with stuff. Now, they weren't complete. They were well sure. played with, but I don't think any of them were like really damaged or anything. Um, I got fifty bucks for the whole wagon full of them, which which kind of hurts a little bit now. Oh, yeah. um, knowing well, what they go we've for, we've all been there. Um, and you know, I've I've picked a couple, I've picked a couple like original figures up here and there just to have. I think I have Man at Arms and Stinkor. Yeah. Who, 40 years later, still smells like patchouli. <laughs> yep. Um, if you want to recharge them, just beautiful. put them in a Ziploc bag for about a week, and it'll, it I really don't, amps back up again. <laughs> I don't want to recharge it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I got it uh, from uh, the one 
the one toy store that Sean and I hit up from time to time, uh, secondhand place. It's a really cool store. Um, he had it. I think it was there or a toy show. I don't remember now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had a lot of them. I played with them a lot, you know, and I would, this will probably make the guys on everybody, but Travis lose their mind on my wife is going to kill me. If they listen to this, that I, I mix my toys up all the time when I play. Sure. Like, All us normal kids did. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember, I don't remember when Sean and I, when we first started hanging out, I mean, we were young enough that we were still playing with the figures and stuff, like, when we'd hang out. Yep. I don't remember what we did, but I think we were playing with Transformers, and we were using, like, the Star Wars guys as people, yep. even though they weren't the right size. Yeah. Um, and I think we even had some of the Master stuff in there with them, too, just to make stuff, you know, good times just making crazy adventures. It's yeah, we... We did all sorts of stuff. We, uh, like, uh, I know when I was a kid, I mixed and matched. I, I had Star Wars figures that I played Doctor Who with. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't have Doctor Who figures, but I was watching Doctor Who on the weekends and I wanted to play Doctor Who. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, so Masters, I guess, like, into the, into like middle school, high school years, I fell away from it just cause I, it, for my level of looking for stuff, there wasn't as there wasn't anything new for it. Right, there wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was aware of the 2000X show when it came out, and I caught a couple episodes here and there. But I was in college, and we didn't have cable on the the, the campus. Yeah. Um. So like I, it just if I happened to be at someone's house and they didn't want to watch sports or something, you know, <laughs> you know I'd, I'd grab a, catch an episode here and there. Um, and then it just kind of completely went off my radar as a thing. And then when I heard, I, I learned about classics from Sean a couple of years ago. I think I was working at Toys R Us when some of the, for one Christmas season, when some of the DC two packs were out, maybe. Because um, mm-hmm. I do remember seeing those on the shelves and thinking that was a really weird combination. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. I passed. Um, I remember seeing those on sale for like fifteen bucks, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Eh, I'm good." They're like different colors, and what am I gonna do with a DC guy? And mm-hmm. <sighs> you talk about regrets seeing those go for a minimum of fifty a pop. Now it's like, oh yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, so I knew Sean was into the classics, and I was always really impressed whenever I'd go over to, to his place and see mm-hmm. that wall of awesome behind him there. Yeah, and uh, um, especially when I saw like the was the the battle lion and like the, mm-hmm. uh, you know some of those other designs that I was completely unaware of. I just thought they were really cool, um, and that was probably the first time he ever said anything about the four horsemen. Not to circle back to all that, and then always- I found one of the. Everything comes back to the four horsemen. It does. Everything it does. does. All, all roads lead <laughs> all lead roads. to uh, Little Falls, New Jersey, or whatever se- it is. Seven mm-hmm. degrees of the four horsemen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found the sorceress uh, staction at that toy shop I was just talking about. Yeah, and I think I, I think I passed that on to you, Sean, didn't I? Yeah, she's actually it's out of the camera, but she's up on the top with my two thousand X display up there. Nice. Um, because uh, I think I moved on from her when I actually got the classics filmation style uh, sorceress, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
and then and then over the last I guess two years ago or so or whatever the, the Kevin Smith announced that mm-hmm. so that news came out I mean I was always paying attention to the news about a He-Man movie for the last like 15 whatever <laughs> years um, yeah I, I would always like that would catch my interest I'm like cool I'd like to see that like you know um, I think that's at it's about 20th anniversary this year yeah. It was like right around the time of the cartoon, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, and then Master or the um, Revelation, I was really looking forward to that, and this is actually my second time on Legends of Grayskull proper. I is was it? on your uh, Happy Revelation Eve. Oh, you were on That's the, true. The, the Revelation Eve special. Yes, yes, you were. You are. Correct. Well, that was a special though. This yeah, is legit. Were, like you no, were okay. You were guest <laughs> starring on that. This is guest hosting. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is the first time you've I've hosted. Corrected. Yeah. <laughs> that was just you showing up at the door in the middle yeah. of our Revelation Eve dinner. Mm-hmm. Lisa, can I be on your show? <laughs> so, ha- um, no right or wrong answer, but have you ever? revisited the Filmation series, New Adventures, or have you ever ended up watching all of Mike Young Productions? Um, I actually, I think I still have it. I bought a DVD of like, it was like a best of Masters of the Universe yep. at Walmart for like five bucks or something yep, years yep, ago. Yep. Um, and I remember putting that on. I was probably in my late 20s, early 30s when I found it. And I was just like, Man, this show does not hold up. Blasphemy. <laughs> I mean, like the child in me still loves it, but like, like just the 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 reset every episode, like all the things that I know. Yeah, it's definitely. And, and I'm not saying it's bad. It's yeah. just like there was never progression with stuff. For the most part, no. There's a few the most here part. and there, but nothing. But um, no, there's no big overarching I mean, like story. It. No, that's not how it yeah. was back then. You know, mm-hmm. um, I I don't remember ever seeing anything about the new attorney stuff. Um, new adventures. New adventures. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Mike Young, have you ever? That, is that is that the 2000X stuff or is yes? That... Yes. Sorry. Yep. Yes. Okay. That's that's the cartoon. Series. I started watching it. Um, Last year, earlier this year, um, but the the quality of it on YouTube on my TV was so bad it was really hard to enjoy it. Sean, will you let the man borrow your DVDs? What is wrong with you? He didn't tell me that was the problem. I don't know. I'll bring <laughs> him over next time. I think. I mean, plus I've gotten into like the customizing, and I've, you know, a lot of my free time has gone into stuff that I put stuff on. Like, that I want to, like, put on and pay attention to. So I want to make sure I give it the attention it deserves and not just mm-hmm. background noise. So um, I will get to it eventually, um, especially if Sean has the DVDs I can borrow. Yep. They're here. I will, get, I'll yeah, I will bring you, it over uh, next I'll, time. I'll trade you the uh, Northman for a couple weeks. Deal. I'm in. <laughs> Let's do it. No, for, for everything... Now, that's exactly it. Now, for, for us, Mike Young Production... It, it took a lot of the love of filmation, but it added in the progression, the overarching story, yeah. as well as being episodic. Um, really well done. Really, and was really hitting its stride when it was canceled, unfortunately. 
Um, and well, I will say I mean, what I've seen of it. Yeah, I absolutely loved. I loved the look. I loved the design, the style. Like what I did see, I liked that it was like a more modern style storytelling with progression and, and all that stuff. So yeah, I I really liked what I saw. It right. I just didn't get to watch it. We'll get you there. Don't worry. Yeah. I will say I I disagree with that best of set. There are some episodes on there that are best of. Um, I'd be curious down the road for me and Sean to put together our best of because I feel there's a lot of good episodes information um, that were left off of there and really I mean, we've got a whole episodes dedicated to our favorites that are never even discussed a lot. You know, with that, that series having had 130 episodes, you know, it's yeah. really, it's overwhelming even for me. I have sat through and gone beginning to end once in my fandom, but I don't think even I could ever do that again. Like, that's not, like you said, there it's 130 episodes, there's no overarching story, there's no progression for the most part like it is hard to sit through 130 episodes of anything i feel Mm -hmm. so that is definitely one where you kind of gotta gotta get some recommendations so but uh yeah maybe down the road we'll get you we'll get you a certain uh like five episodes to be like this is essential filmation and Mm -hmm. and i'll say this again i loved it growing up i there's still a special place in my heart for it but same for like the Transformer stuff, yeah, and a lot of those cartoons of that era, they they were a lot of them were that way. Like, oh, for sure. You know, so like uh, when I say it doesn't hold up, I just mean to no. modern standard. But like, it still holds. Like all of those do. So right. I, I have the same opinion of the Transformers and GI Joe and all yeah. that stuff from back then. So. It's hard. It's hard to get through. There are those episodes where you're just like, man. This one, this mm-hmm. one should have stayed yeah. then, but it's kind of cool when you look back through and you can kind of see the progression from He Man and then Transformers. They kind of started introducing that progression in a little bit. Uh, you know, they weren't always, you know, their continuity wasn't airtight, but they kind of started introducing yeah. some more of that. You know, multi-parters, even just some stuff carrying over. And then you get into the stuff, you know, with that Bruce Tim did in the 90s and everything, or even Spider-Man and X-Men, where it's like, okay, now we're just going, like, full season arcs here. So it's, it's just kind of mm-hmm. cool seeing that progression throughout our lives to where, you know, I mean, where we went from a time where toys couldn't even have cartoons to, you know... For me personally, the cartoons being more important to me than the toys at the end of the day. I've said many times, and I know I'm the oddball out a lot of times, but I've said many times where if I had to choose between keeping the show or keeping the toys, I'd go with the show because that's what resonates with me more. Mm-hmm. But. For me, if, if that was the case, uh, 2000X, I'd hand over my toys gladly as long as I had two more seasons or three more seasons, you know, because... That was that was firing really nicely on all cylinders, like you were saying. And then, what could have been, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So that brings so. us to modern day. Revelation, the series comes out. How do you feel about Revelation season one, parts one and two? 
me, I I really enjoyed them. Now, I mean, I do have some critiques, some minor criticisms, but uh, overall, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I really like the animation style. Um, sure. For the most part, I think all the voice cast is really good. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And it's kind of re, obviously not to your guys' level, but it's reignited my you know interest in He Man to and Masters in a way that I've been waiting you know a long time to to have something to drag grab me back in that I have the ability to watch and enjoy. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you checked out any of the CGI series? the new one. I did watch the first season. I did really enjoy that. Um, I keep forgetting to, to check out the season two again because I want to actually watch it. Sure. Um, uh, but no, it, it is on my list of stuff to continue on with. Nice. So, that brings us to June 8th. At 6.02 p.m., I saw first on Facebook. But they have announced Masters of the Universe Revolution coming soon to Netflix. Here is their official announcement off Facebook and Twitter. Announcing Masters of the Universe Revolution. He-Man and Skeletor face off like you've never seen them before in a new series that picks up where Masters of the Universe Revelation left off. And we were treated to this lovely artwork um, of the Power Sword with King Randor's crown on top of it, laying on the ground with the ghost visage of Skeletor hovering over it. So boys, what what do we what did we think when we heard slash saw this announcement? Can't wait. <laughs> I think my my initial reaction was okay, they went there. You know, like that was our biggest question. Is there gonna be a season two? And it's like okay there's a season two that's on its way now. So that's that's interesting, right? That well, first off, same thing. I'm like, all right, they're doing it because yeah, I did. You know, as we've we've done all our reviews, I'm not going to ha- rehash all of that right here. You guys can go listen to it. But you know, I've I've said my criticism. I've said what I liked. But at the end of the day, I think we even talked about this last episode with Rodriguez on. Yes, I want to see more in this world. Um, and so, so yeah, I'm I'm excited that we are getting more in this world. Um, I do find it interesting that they are announcing this as a five-episode miniseries. I also... I, I think a lot of this... Let's just take the gloves off. I think a lot of this is in response to the fan reaction of last time. We've had Mark Hamill, Griffin Newman, and Tony Todd all tease that they have recorded dialogue already for this. 
We've now had Kevin Smith come out and say that he has seen animatics, which are the early kind of rough animation drawings. No soundtrack or anything, not final, you know. But so we're at animatics already. He said he's turned in the final revision for episode 5 of the script. So we are obviously so much farther along in the process than we were when they started Revelation. I mean, Sean, we had a whole year of podcasting where we were like, what is going on? You know, they announced that PowerCon, and it was at least a good solid year before we got any more info on it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I, I, I definitely think that the fan reaction, that loud portion of the fan base is definitely shaping how they're how they're approaching this now. Um, do you guys you mean in holding back until there's more done? Yeah, waiting for the announcement till there was more done, and even how they're announcing it, right? Because five episodes is is small, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's normally ten. However, remember. Even one of my biggest criticisms of the first one was the fact that they split it up. So I'm liking the fact that they're coming out and going, no, this is just, this one is just five episodes. I don't personally think that they only have five episodes planned, but I think, I'm hoping this is the way of going, no, we're writing this more for the five episode arc. Mm-hmm. Because I. It, and I said it during the reviews. I really think watching that first five left me with a completely different feeling uh, than watching all ten. And I, it doesn't feel like that first. Well, we can just say revelation because they are cha- tweaking the title. We got revolution for the second season. So revelation, I really feel, was written as a ten episode arc. And splitting it up, I felt hurt it more than it helped it. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm hoping I that agree. them saying this is a five episode miniseries is them going, hey, let's just write for the five episodes that you know we're going to release at once, and then kind of, you know, even just kind of see where this is going, see if this, you know, if 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 this is is a better way to go about it. You know what I mean? Well, the hope for me, at least, is I I would like to see a little more streamlined storytelling because one of my critiques with Revelation was some of the stuff came out of left field and suddenly that became a focus and it felt like yeah. it diminished some of the stuff I was excited to have as the, the spotlights yep. of the, the miniseries and all that. So if they do five episodes, I'm hoping it makes it a more focused storytelling and we aren't going off into left field with Evelyn suddenly deciding that everything needs to go away because she's a nihilist and all this stuff. Like, let's just tell a story. It's like, that's what everybody was saying leading up to Revelation. Let's tell a story. Let's tell a story. of Here's an action-adventure story. And let's just do it with the Masters characters in that way. And I, I hope this is their chance to do that. And not have it get bogged down. Right. But we'll see. So we got we got the picture here. So we got the crown and the sword and Skeletor looming over. So thoughts about where this plot is going? 
my some my first thought when I saw the poster is um, at some point during the series, probably early on, or the five episodes that uh, Randor is going to die, and He Man or Adam is going to have to take up the mantle as king and then juggle King and He Man. Yep. Yep. I'm. Uh, I I agree with your absolutely. Um, and that's kind of going back to Eternity War that DC Comics published um, when was that? Around 2012? It's been a it's been at least a decade. Yeah, it's been a while now. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, that whole comic was kind of that. It was kind of both parts of it. It was the fall of Eternia at, well, at the hands of the Horde that time and uh, Randor dying and He-Man having to, yeah, to struggle with that concept of, all right, well, now I'm a king, but Eternia also needs its champion. Um, it had Tila assuming the role of the sorceress. It had a lot of the elements that Revelation already had. Um, that was probably the big one that was missing from Eternity War in Revelation was Adam kind of having to step up and and become the king. Now, mm-hmm. I personally hope that they don't kill Randall. I I I've had I've had enough killing. <laughs> um, mm. If they if they have to, I get it. But I think they can also do it where you know Randall can be captured and held for you know held by Skeletor. You know, let's get back to some master's goodness. Like let's, I guess for me, especially nowadays, like the death of these characters is just so permanent. So to me, you gotta make it make it worthwhile, if that makes sense. Um, instead, of just hey, let's kill some characters here. Let's kill some characters there. I get it. War, senseless violence, like it happens. But we're telling stories here. Let's let's kind of, you know, let's make it matter more. You know, if they have to die, they have to die, but not everybody has to die, in my opinion, if that makes sense. Yeah, because I was re-watching part two this afternoon of Revelation, and I've, I'm not, like, a huge fan of Clamp Champ and Fistful, yes. but I feel like they got done so dirty. Like, mm-hmm. Exactly. Was, you know, That's what I'm saying. That's um, senseless... Especially Fisto and Clamp Champ, absolutely. Yeah, like I was like when they got turned into the the skeleton warriors, I was just like, ah, like that's that's a horrible. Yeah, why? Like, like good like good storytelling, horrible, and then you know, right. and then Skeletor is like, ah, I've got their souls. You know, now they're uh, some turdy. Well, and that's it. It's like. I was really excited when that's when that scene happened. I'm like, oh, they got changed. Oh, how are they going to turn them back? Oh, this is going to be so. They got to fight them, and they don't want to kill them because they're their friends. And oh no, wait, they just killed them. Wait, what? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know that. And that's what I'm talking about. That's whereas, you know, in the same series, bigger character to me, the sorceress, like. I get that Skeletor took control of Grayskull. He killed the sorceress. Like, all right, it makes sense, and it's necessary mm-hmm. for Tila 
to fulfill her journey. You know what I mean? But yeah, like yeah. the clamp champ and like I'm done with that just like let's just sucker punch the audience type kills. You know. Well I would it, say Oh go ahead. Oh no, I all I was gonna say was uh we were just talking about how uh filmation never progressed the story very often. Yeah. So it is at least if that is what they do, I will be somewhat like, mm. wow, they did it, you know, and um, and not wow, they did it when Superman snapped Zod's neck because that was <laughs> completely what the crap that just happened. And I'm sitting in the movie theater going, I just, I, no, you know, in this case, it's like you have, you already have Randor knowing the secret finally, Randor actually creating a better and positive relationship with his own son. And, and starting to create a better relationship with Marlena with how all that panned out. But there is a part of me going, he could die and at least he knows these things and he dies in a way where it's okay to move on from that now after they've resolved a lot of that stuff in the last show. There is, I mean, Randor for me is always like, he's there, but he's not, he's like 2000X. And Revelation did a pretty good job of making him an interesting character, but he's never been somebody that I feel is a pivotal character that you need to always have around. He's not like Alfred the Batman or something like that, you know? But he's also kind of primed to finally be that character, right? Because he's not in the dark anymore. He's not, he, he knows all the cards on the table. He knows who his son really is. And yes, they took the first steps towards that relationship in, in Revelation. But like, now's our opportunity to, to take that and really become, you know, and, and so that's why I think it'd be even more senseless because like, honestly, at the end of the day, Sorceress, with the decision she's made, you know, and, and rightly so, protect the universe, serve Grayskull, all that, Mm-hmm. Her and Tila are, n- no matter what, we're never going to have that relationship. It was always mm-hmm. going to end this way, where Sorceress has to hand the mantle over to her. Whereas I think Adam and Randor, they really have an opportunity to grow as a father-son. And so to kill him right off here would just be like, and we finally got there, and nope. Nothing. Yeah. Well, it, it, from from the way I'm looking at it, though, is I kind of dig it on a level of there. It, it's it's got that weird thing about how life works. Life is not mm-hmm. fair. Therefore, if you have this kind of a moment happen, and you have oh hey now Dad knows and now this and now that, and then all of a sudden something takes that person away from you, and you think all the time that you had to actually reveal yourself, all the time that it could have been. And I like that would be one of those few things because he man typically doesn't have a lot of that back and forth within him like that, where it is an interesting way maybe they could take the character this time around and do something a little more emotional than you might expect with him. But didn't if, we just if they do, went didn't there. we just do that? Didn't we just well, do that with, with Randor losing Adam? They did it with Randor. Right. But, in the other side of the coin, we didn't see Adam because Adam just, it's like he walked right out of heaven and it's like, 
Oh, everything's different. Oh, crap. It was like Endgame, where everybody just shows back up and it's five years later. And that's fine. But, you know, like, I, I just, I don't know. I kind of I kind of like that idea because there is this feeling of there is going to be a sacrifice that he makes by not letting his dad know up until then. And through all that time he spent playing the fool and playing the lazy Adam and then going into the new one and him thinking, oh, we got it on the right foot now. We can be the the way that I've always hoped we could be. And nope. And I kind of like that, to be honest. It, it gives him something to live up to and thinking, I don't have my dad to give me the rules of how this works and being a king and him having to basically he has a foundation but build up who he is then as a king without Randor's guidance you know I don't know it, it, they went dark by killing how many characters in the last season it really wouldn't shock me or surprise me uh, unless it's like a gory death that's where I'd be like holy crap why did they have to do that to the poor guy I just think and I'm not saying anything's wrong with that story, and that could be a very compelling story, but I I just personally think if they take it and they make it more, you know, Adam's got to step up on both fronts while trying to save his father, you know, then you've got, you've got that ticking clock there, right, of trying to save him and trying to save the kingdom and trying to protect Grayskull, and I think that could be a nice kind of, like, all right, what do I do here? Like, mm-hmm. I've, I've been He-Man. I've been Lazy Ooh. Adam. Now I've got to do everything at once, you know, and we got... And I, I really think that kind of goes along with what we are saying about the Tila Sorceress, about how, you know, she's got to find her way and her destiny, and she's already kind of shirked some duties here and how that's going to come back and potentially bite our heroes in the butt. And I think it just kind of fills into that, right? Where, you mm. know, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, am I, am I, what's my first priority? My country, my family, or Grayskull? You know, that's, mm-hmm. what's the right answer? I don't even know. Well, this could be where they throw the Orlax in finally. <laughs> in a meaningful way. That's how they could he's do cru- this. He's cruising <laughs> down the river. It, because <laughs> that, like we were complaining about how the prequels had nothing of interest yes. to lead into the actual show. Well, we at least know the Orlax had something to do with with Randor. So what if the Orlax now comes back and is like, wait a minute, I had a point to make. I will not be ignored. You know, and then it turns into, oh, now this I, is the story they meant to tell in the prequel. Okay. And I will say, just real quick, we've been down this rabbit hole before. If Jesse wants to speak on it, I, I will let him rant and rave. I will not. But I do hope they take this opportunity to explain some stuff. And it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be whole episodes. But I want... I want them to tell us why Tila's different. Why she was able to shirk the duty and still get the powers. And I want them to find a way to cap the whole everyone saying by the power of Grayskull. You know, just, or or give a reason why. Something with that. Like, the, the power sword cannot continue to be this a WMD that anybody can wield and get infinite power. It just, it's, 
it should not work that way. Or if it is going to work that way, explain why it works that way. So I do hope they take this to kind of button up some of these concepts that they left open-ended in the first part, or in Revelation. I think with the way they ended it, with the tease of, um, what was it, Mother... Motherboard. Mm-hmm. Motherboard. And uh, uh, Hordak and everything. I mean, that cues up. If it's a revolution, like, what's the revolution? Is it someone, you know, throwing a revolution against Randor and yep. that? Or is it Eternia throwing a revolution against the Horde that has come in? Are we going to have. How big of a jump are we going to have between the end of that season and this miniseries? You know, you could see that um, progression where you know Adam and Randor have had time to build up that relationship. They're getting along well. When he has to go do He-Man stuff, you know, instead of oh, I'm going to go take a nap and fish with Ranger, you know, like they'll know what he's doing. And, you know, it can be kind of a, you know, go get him, Tiger kind of moment, except, you know, not weird. Um, well, he has a tiger. I mean, it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, they can be supportive, you know, and maybe that will, maybe seeing Adam do what he does as He-Man and the, his father not having, like, that kind of stigma against him will... Um, you know, embolden Randor. Like, it definitely emboldened him in that second half of the season when they, yeah. they charged at the battle and everything, you know. So, it'd be cool to see all that. And I don't necessarily want to see him die. I'd be okay if it was, like, a capture and rescue thing unless it's, like, he makes a choice where it's, like, the sacrifice move. Like, what he does is is saving someone or doing something heroic. You know, that would be cool and not just a villain sneaking up out of nowhere and stabbing him in the back or something, you know. Absolutely. No, and I, I'm interested too about the whole the revolution moniker that they've chosen. Um, they do explicitly call out this is He-Man and Skeletor. I mean, they they again reacting to the negativity from before. I think, but they're definitely saying like, "Hey, these five episodes we're getting He-Man versus Skeletor." Now, like you said, that whole kind of tag at the end of the first season really led a lot of us to believe we'd begin the Horde this season. So, is this going to be an amped up technological Skeletor? Are we going to cut to like, you know, our first scene in Snake Mountain is kind of the end of that scene with the tendrils going to him and then Skeletor like blasting everything away and going, nope, sorry, not this time! (laughs) You know? Um... And honestly, honestly, I I would honestly be okay if that's what they did. If they were like, nope, you just thought that that's what happened. That's not really what happened. Skeletor blasted Motherboard to pieces right after that scene cut. You know, and... Because I'm ready for some good old-fashioned He-Man Skeletor. And from this announcement, that's what we're supposed to be getting. So, I and I think it's, it's well overdue. You know, you bring him back for the first animated series... And, you know, 20 years, and, you know, we did only get a handful of episodes with He-Man and Skeletor proper. So, I, I do think it's time. And I, 
I would not mind the Horde coming in after this. But I think with He-Man and Skeletor back on the table, that this five episodes needs to be them. Mm-hmm. I, I agree, because in, in the last one, yeah, I mean, it, it, I was not on the hater side of things by any means, but I could see why people weren't happy with a lot of the storytelling for the fact that you, you hear Masters of the Universe, the first things you think of are He-Man and Skeletor, typically. Mm-hmm. Depending on what your fandom is with it, I guess, and stuff, and who, you know, but those are like the marquee names. Yeah. So the fact that, you know, the, the show did not give us a whole lot of that, I could see why people weren't thrilled. But, yeah, that that is an interesting thought going well maybe we won't even touch on the horde maybe that's for a third season and this now is just going to be a condensed here's he-man versus skeletor and it's it's the whole we'll give you five episodes it's going to be a concentrated dose of everything you guys complained about the first time around and this is going to be what you've been waiting for the one thing that i'm curious about though is it says in the press release about they're going to be a way we've never seen before I don't remember the the, the like you've initial word before. I think like you've never wording. seen before, so that does make me go like if they don't have like techno Skeletor, and I, and hopefully it would not just be New Adventure Skeletor revisited. It'd just be like a different take on Skeletor with the Horde aspect. And it's like okay, well they do have the new Eternia line coming out. What are the chances of it being more in that vein than the typical classic version of He-Man or something? Because that, granted, I, I it, to me, it's like, um, you know, grain of salt kind of deal sometimes where they'll say something like that and it's because the animation style is different or it's that because is, of the action being newer or something. That's what I so took it as, especially because yeah, they're going to be rabbits. Run. Yeah. They're going to be. <laughs> They're on Plundor's world. Most of what we saw in <laughs> season one, one between them <laughs> was, you know, Skelligod and Adam or He-Man and Skelligod. Or you know what mm-hmm. I mean? There was lots of... So I, yes. I took it as just like, like we haven't seen them yet. Just He-Man, Skeletor, here we go. But, you know, now that you say it, you know, New Eternia, maybe that is Eternia after all this. You know, maybe this is what we build up to, where at the end of this, you know, like you said, Randor's, whatever happens to him, He-Man steps up, he gets that new look, Skeletor becomes the more Demo-Man armored, you know, even leading the Horde, possibly, on Eternia, like, there, you know, he brings Beast-Man back into the fold and gives him that new armor, like that, I could see that happening. Zodak Mm -hmm. coming in, um... Especially if there's a threat of the Horde. It seems like he would get involved. Um, so I could definitely see them going down that road. Even where maybe this is the bridge. Maybe that's why this is a five-episode miniseries. Where mm-hmm. it's by the end of this, you know, it's like they're at a spot where they upgrade to these new forms. And then the next part is Masters of the Universe and New Eternia. Where they're, you know, where we're going full into this future. You know, I, I always took their new Eternia concept as kind of an alternate universe type thing, but it definitely could be a, a um, you know, Marvel 2099 type thing. Well, next, next generation, whatever, you know. Yeah. 
Like, it, it, I mean, right now, I think the biggest catchphrase in anything geek-related is multiverse. Right. So the idea of, you know, if they do something with with this series that eventually leads to something like that, because they already did it in the comics, yep. it would not surprise me because that is, I mean, Marvel's finding out how that work you know they're they're definitely making that work and have people interested in this concept and it's not shying away people and so it's like now everybody wants to have that version of it that's the new that's the new end credits basically so or or after credits is what i should say um i don't know i i don't personally feel they need to go that route i i, I do look at that line as this is more of a like creator homage than it is like this is what we want to do with the brand but the name new attorney to me kind of has that like they feel like they're trying to do something more with no, this I, than just have it being we're just doing this in honor of the, no, the creators think, that came before us and stuff i think new attorney is pretty pretty going deep and fast and they've got that logo and everything like i don't think this mm-hmm. is just a like let's let's kind of throw a little a little honorary mention to the past. I think this is definitely something they're looking into. I'm just not sure if it's going to tie into what they're doing on Netflix. As far yeah. as well, if it's going to tie into Revelation, I think no matter mm-hmm. what down the road we will at least get a new Eternia, you know, special or maybe it maybe it has its own mini series or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I will say though, I granted we don't know the story yet, but Revolution right now I just feel it's kind of weak and it's too similar to Revelation, which I think is gonna. Well, you've heard me stumble over it this whole episode already. Um, <laughs> I'll throw one out there as I got to think. I'm like, well, you know, Matt can't just say that that's a bad name. You know what would have been a better name, and I think they should have gone Masters of the Universe Redemption. Mm. I I think that especially with kind of the motif we're seeing with the crown, the sword, and Skeletor. You know we're at this point after, um, you know the fall of Eternia basically, and how they're going to rebuild. So it's not only the it's redemption for Adam. You know, it could even be redemption for Skeletor taking over Snake Mountain again. And, you know, in in the the subtext is it's redemption for Netflix and the team as like, look, we could, we can do this too. We just mm-hmm. tried to do something new and different for Revelation and not all of it hit. But we can redeem ourselves. We can get to He-Man and Skeletor and... We always wanted to get the He-Man and Skeletor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What about you guys? you guys have anything that you uh, you thought of? I still think, like, even though I really liked Revelation, I'm not sure what the Revelation was other than that now Tila and his parents know who he is. Well, I think it was all... I think it's supposed to be all the secrets, right? Because basically everything... Every secret, big secret from the vintage era came out, right? The Castle Grayskull was the Hall of Wisdom transformed by the Elders. You know, we 
the power sword being the key to the power of Grayskull, he, Adam's secret identity, uh, Tila's true heritage. So yeah, just kind to me, it was just the, all it those just, things kind of rolled into one. But it was just revelation. It wasn't revelations. Right. It was. It was the revelation of everything. Yeah. It was singular. Uh, which you know is just nitpicky on my yeah. part. You know. So I mean, until we see it, like, I don't know if revolution, if it's going to be like, like I said before, like a, a, an uprising kind of revolution. Is it going to be? You know, like a disc revolution or a wheel, rev, you know, something you know, going around. Because um, I had the thought about the multiverses that have yep. Astroverse line and all the different iterations. You know, are we going to see He-Man and Skeletor fighting through all the different iterations from Filmation to the, no. the mini comics? No. Um, no. No. <laughs> I'm we not did, saying that's what I want. We did that in comic form, and it did not end well. No, God, no. So you know, I mean, who knows? I'm I'm excited to see what it what it's going to be like. Cause I really liked our work on the first seasons, yep. the first two parts or whatever. I definitely think being a five part and that they're definitely emphasizing it's a mini series. Yes. Um, even though ten episodes could still be considered a mini series. Um, right. Um, that it's definitely going to be a bridge between whatever comes next. Right. And that's it. I, th- I agree. I think they definitely have something planned there, but they're trying to show, look, just concentrate on this. We're doing five, and hopefully it will be tighter. It'll be more concise. It'll be it'll be a journey. Um, I did see that something came out since that announcement the other day that, you know, the odds of seeing She-Ra related stuff are small because of something with rights. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Master, who's, who's got that? DreamWorks um, holds the entertainment rights for Shira, so that's why those the show that came out for Shira was not tied into anything. Um, yeah, I, I I know they came out and said like, no, she's not going to be there. DreamWorks owns the rights, but DreamWorks owns the rights to a lot of characters that we've seen in forms that we weren't supposed to ever see. So, I would still say never say never. I don't think we'll see it this next time. But well, I, I mean, I they don't... did specifically say we won't see Shira, so maybe we'll see Adora. <laughs> Probably not, but Probably not. I'm I, just saying. I, I think the the Shira fans out there are at least happy to think that you're thinking that too because, you know, any anything would be better than nothing because I know that's they were harping on that for the first season, hoping that you know she I think even Matt uh, on the show even mentioned you know it would be kind of cool to see if they, it will send send a message out to Etheria we're in danger He Man's out of the game we need help or whatever and in this case you know I, I don't know like for me. Um, for me, I'm just like that whole thing. I'm usually like, I don't even expect Shira at this right. point. It's it's Masters of the Universe in the title. Yes, she is a part of that in a lot of fans' minds. But when I hear Masters of the Universe, I think legit this is the Masters of the Universe toy line that I had as a kid, and Shira was her own toy line. Just like that's how they're treating it now, and that's it is what it is there. But. Um, I wholeheartedly yeah, disagree, I, but yes, go 
Well, I'm just saying, like, that, that's just how it worked because of the rights. I'm not saying that, you know, there, there is a legit good, this is how it should be versus that or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I've thought about that too, because I, on the same level of Jesse, like, okay, revolution. Well, I'm thinking, yeah, well, the, the earth goes around the sun in a revolution and all that kind of, maybe it has something to do with time. Maybe it has something to do with, something other than like a revolution where it's like, you know, we're going to stand up against tyranny or whatever, but it does have that while they're standing up against tyranny, then it feels like the horde should be a part of it. Yeah. But then the other part of me is like five episodes for that to me is just so minimal that it really should be a 10 episode story that they could tell. And, and I really hope because Rob David is a part of this, I really hope he does go in there going, can we try to retell this story, what he did in the Eternia War, and go, let's try to adapt this, almost like what, what uh, DC does with their animated movies and, and retellings right. of, you know, all uh, Hush and, you know, Red Hood and all that, and, and do like, here's the He Man version of that, where oh. we're telling the new Eternia or the uh, Eternia War storyline again or something, but it's it's done in a more Honestly, concise way to, of how they can, you know, or yeah. There you go, Invincible. There's some uh, light reading. Yeah. <laughs> Compendium 1. But Compendium 1. I, I just started... I've never read the Invincible comic. I remember seeing it, but I never read it back in the mm-hmm. day. Obviously, watched the Amazon Prime series, loved it, and, you know, as we wait five years for season two, I'm like, well, the local library had this. They've got all three of them. So I'm like, well, I'll get into it. And... This is very good. It is also very different and very the mm-hmm. same and very... The timeline is very different. So it's, it's kind of interesting how, like, like this was kind of the first draft. And then when, like, Amazon's like, hey, let's make it into a series. Um, is it Kirkman? Yeah, this is Robert Kirkman. Yeah. he's He took the time to go, okay, but... Like, what can I kind of polish? Or what should I have... Like, he took the opportunity to kind of redo some stuff, make it a little more interesting, mess with the flow a little bit, and definitely, at least from what I've gotten into so far in the comic, kind of highlight some characters that are kind of like an issue and done in the comic. Or yeah. even not even an issue. Like, some of the guys in the television series really have important roles compared to, like, a scene. You know. Yeah, and and that was something when I read. Uh, I never finished Invincible, but I know reading the trades before they had the compendiums come yeah. out. I felt like Kirkman was always hamstrung by page count, yeah, more than he was by story. Right, and there were certain parts that, uh, like, uh, they might have an emotional scene, and it might be just one page. Yep. And then the next page, you're onto something else completely. And I like how the show can stick the landing on something like that and right. have a payoff better than a comic book page can sometimes because of the, again, you know, page count, uh, the amount of panels per page and everything. And, yeah. and I think that is where Revelation did something well because they were able to have those moments between Randor and Adam right. and those emotional moments really paid off well. I mean, there were fans who were 40, you know, like 40-somethings, 30-somethings who were there watching, like, the scene between Randor and Adam when he turns them back into Adam from being sav- the, the whole key man or whatever. Yeah. And there are grown men, like, 
I'm sniffling and tearing up watching this because I, I, w- I want to call my dad, you know, that kind of thing. Like, that's how you work it. That's how you make it good yeah, in the no, translation I, of it. I love the idea of them kind of taking Eternity War and going like, okay, but how can we kind of polish it up a little bit and make it you mm-hmm. know, a little bit more of a, you know, you know have have another go at it. Why not? I love yeah. Eternity War. I think it's the, I, honestly, I think it's the best He-Man comic to date. So, mm-hmm. you know, take that for what it's worth. But yeah, I think we're all excited about Revolution. We're excited for more He-Man. Um, between this and knowing that we will get the at least the third part of the CGI and mm-hmm. all these wonderful toys coming out, it is a great time to be a fan. Oh, yeah. All right, boys. <laughs> I think it's time. I think I've tortured Skelly long enough. (laughs) Let's give away a copy of the Power and the Honor Foundation, Volume 1. So we actually had two entries for this. We have Mr. Skelly Vader, and then we had Scott Mm -hmm. Baker, another longtime fan. Thank you guys for supporting Matt, helping us out, and... uh, Luckily, well, unluckily we have to decide between the two of you guys. Luckily, I have two co-hosts with me tonight. Oh, I know what you're going to do. So. (laughs) I have no idea what you're going to do. I don't know if I'm right, but I think I know what he's going to do. Let's put it that way. We are going to pick, and one of you will be playing for Skelly Vader, and one of you will be playing for Scott Baker... I knew this was going to happen. The winner will take <laughs> the prize. So, we will make Skelly Vader Mr. Shiny Chase Snout Spout, and we will make Scott Baker the Plain Old Snout Spout. Well, you can see it when I hold my hands that way. <laughs> Gotta do this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, my hands are not as big as I thought they were. Alright, Sean. Left hand with the ring and watch or right hand, the plain hand? Yeah, I'll go with ring and watch. Why not? So you will be playing for Scott Baker. Alright. Jesse, you will be playing for Skelly Vader. Alright. So I'm going to do my best. I have no idea what the game is. but <laughs> I will try, Scott. I, will I try. have. I'm going to pull up on the screen here. I have from one of, and I forget which one. Now, neither of the boys can see this, so don't worry, guys. Only I can see what's on the screen, and you guys. Um, so we have the Eternia Trivia Test from one of the oh, issues of the Masters of the Universe magazine. So there are 15 questions here. Um, we'll go oh, 1 through 14, switching I'm sorry, off. Skelevator. <laughs> they are multiple choice. At least, so, um, so yes, this is this is polished right from there. I'm going to take the questions just as they are, and we'll see who gets the most points right. Uh, so, question number one, Sean, you picked. So, Jesse, you will answer the first question, and we'll trade off. All right. All right. And I should probably grab a pen and paper. Luckily, I'm in a hotel room, so there's one very close. So we have Jesse and we have Sean. Jesse very is very analog. 
playing for Skelly. I, I know otherwise I'm going to be like halfway through something like, wait, Sean had two? Wait, wait what? <laughs> and Sean is playing for Scott. All right, we are ready. Question number one. In the ancient days of Eternia, Castle Grayskull was called A, the Hall of Wisdom, B, the Royal Palace, or C, the Cave of the Elders. A. Final answer? I mean, what it was in Revelation. (laughs) (laughs) A is absolutely correct. The Hall of Wisdom. I actually have not read through these questions yet either. I'm literally taking them right from the page, so... I did find that amusing <laughs> that we just talked about that. See, this isn't hard, I Jesse. Did, I did know that without you have like I knew that was revealed. Like I, so yeah. Uh, and remember, this was written for kids in the eighties. So, what you were kids who were hardcore He-Man fans, though. <laughs> I mean, question number two going to Sean. Hordak was Skeletor's a brother. B, teacher, or C, henchman? B, teacher. That is correct. One to one. All right, going back to Jesse. Tila is the daughter of A, Queen Marlena, B, Evelyn, or C, sorceress? Hmm. Can I use a lifeline? <laughs> there are no lifelines on the Eternia Trivia <laughs> Test. C is in Sorceress. Sorceress <laughs> is absolutely correct. Two for Jesse, one for Sean. Alright, next question. King Randor met Queen Marlena when A. Her shuttle landed on Eternia B. Her parents introduced them or C, they were in training school together. A, her, her rocket land of Eternia. Absolutely correct. Two to two. All tied up. Next question. Orko's home planet is called A, Grandy, B, <laughs> Trala, or C, Nurpo. B, Trolla. Trolla is 100% correct. Jesse is I think rolling. a Nerpo was done to me in middle school, though. <laughs> I, 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 still, I still don't look fondly on that day. <laughs> Man-at-arms first name is A, Duncan, B, Brian, or C, Ernest. A. Duncan. Duncan is correct. Did you say Brian or Ryan? Not that it matters. (laughs) Brian, like the dog. That amuses me for the fact that how many people want to see Brian Cranston play him anyway. It's like, that was from the magazine. It's almost fated now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, question going to Jesse. The meteorbs came from the same planet as... A, Orko, B, the Comet Warriors, or C, Hordak? 
Alright, I'm just stabbing in the dark here, B. B is absolutely correct. The Comet Warriors and the Meteorbs. Meteorbs. Get it? Get it? Yeah, no, I get it. it. (laughs) That's your kind of humor. I think he's snarfing at it right now. He's he's laid back and low-key tonight. I'm trying not to peek out your audio. (laughs) Yeah, with the puppies, yeah. It happens. Uh, All right, Sean. Your favorite character. Your favorite evil leader. King Hiss is the leader of the Guardians of Grayskull. Council of Elders or the Snake Men? See the Snake Men. Absolutely. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Alright. Next question. I was kind of taking a glance ahead. For the last couple questions, I might mix it up a little bit. Stay tuned. Uh, to get from Etheria to Eternia. Warriors must cross A. The Dimensional Gate B. The River of Runes or C. The Mysterious Mountains What was B? The River of Runes R-U-N-E-S Runes Uh, the A, the portal thing. The dimensional gate? Sure. <laughs> it's absolutely correct, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Two different planets. Two he different is in planets. his element doing this. <laughs> I love it. Alright. Next question. And if you're still tied after this next question, I am going to... We'll mix it up maybe a little bit in a couple questions here. Stay tuned. It's my show. I can do what I want. Uh, to Sean. The, be- the beast monster lives in A, Snake Mountain, B, the Fright Zone, or C, Viper Tower. B, the Fright Zone. Absolutely correct. <laughs> All right. Jesse, back to you. Modulok is allied with A, the Evil Horde, B, the Comet Warriors, or C, the Snake Men. A. He is absolutely a Hordesman. 100% correct. (laughs) For a guy that says that He-Man is, wasn't his thing, you're getting a lot of these right. <laughs> Alright. Back to Sean. One of the few Eternians who know Prince Adam's secret identity is A. King Randor B. Man-at-Arms or C. Manny faces B. Man-at-Arms. Absolutely. Uh. All right. For the last couple questions here, I'm gonna mix it up. No, no, wait. Sean's got one more. 
before we can make it uh, tied again. <clears throat> Wait, what? Don't worry about it. Question to Sean. <laughs> I just answer one. It's his. It's Jesse's turn next, right? Or am I lost? Oh, I'm sorry, you did. I just you... didn't mark it down. Aha. Ah. All right. So, no multiple choice for these oh. last two questions. Uh oh. Jesse, the slime pit covers warriors in gruesome ooze and makes them do the bidding of who? Hordak. Absolutely correct. Sean. Keep swinging. Maybe you'll give him a cold. <laughs> That's if I play baseball. Sure. The evil horde emblem is what? As in what does it look like, you mean? I'm, okay, yes. it is it is Hordak's face with bat wings on either side and it is red. Very good. <laughs> Alright. We're all tied up. Oh boy. There is there is a question fifteen on here. I think you'll both get it even without the multiple choice. Hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a time thing, and we'll see who can answer it correctly first. I will I will tell you, so that you know when I'm done. The final word I will say in the question is what. So after I say, I'll say the question what. First person to answer, their boy takes home the prize. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> After He Man says, by the power of Grayskull, he says what? I have, I have the, the power. power. Oh, Sean Edge Jesse <laughs> out by just a hair. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was what he said. What? That I had to yell, I have the power. <laughs> Scott Baker, you have just won a copy of the Power in the Honor Foundation catalog, Volume 1. Skelly Vader, there you, go, Scott. you don't be left out. I will get you a second place, we'll say mystery prize, because I don't know what it is yet. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. Scott, I got everything right. Hey, you, you did. did. You did? I don't think I still anyone lost. can fault you for that. That was a good Story time. Story of my life. I should have read through those earlier. But it was it was a good contest. He barely beat you out. Skelly, I'm going to get you something. Scott, send me your address. I'm going to get your copy. It won't even be this one because I know it's a little dinged up. I, I well love this one. You'll have a brand new one. Um, and it'll be coming your way Got soon. It. Check something. 
and Jesse's going to go check, and he'll be back. Oh. So, congratulations, guys. Thank you, Sean and Jesse, for playing. Um, yeah, lots of fun. Oh. <laughs> All right, we're back. Jesse's back. Sean, take us into the weekend, baby. Woo! All right. Well, if you like what we do here, please consider subscribing. Hit the like button. Do all that fun stuff. Have a comment down below. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. We're always interested in hearing that. Leave us a review on iTunes or any of your podcatcher apps and things like that. Not to interrupt you, Sean, but I'm interrupting you. Not only hit the little stars, horseshoes, clovers, blue moons, whatever you need to. (laughs) Write a little something. Tell us what you love, what you hate. You tell me how handsome I am, how luxurious Jesse's hair is, how little hair Sean has, whatever. But type a little bit, too. I don't think it's too much to ask. Carry on, Sean. Yes, because we did notice there has been a review that made us go, well, what did we do so bad? And we don't know. So we can't solve that problem. Um, Join us on Facebook, Legends of Graceful Podcast group, where we like to talk shop, and we actually post any news that we find out there on the interwebs and uh and there's tons of st- oh what the heck is that <laughs> i'm getting confused uh yeah join us there and until next time <laughs> until next time guys go get your funko soda and support matthew rodriguez's kickstarter oh come on Oh!